Hi, I'm Ez. I'm Dove. And welcome to the Let Me Talk podcast. Welcome back to episode 12 of the Let Me Talk podcast. Today we're going to focus mostly on transfers, I think. There's a couple things um, over in England and over in Germany. Um, it's only been like two days since the last episode. So there isn't, uh, surprisingly, not a lot has happened. But no, wait a second. You said, you, last time we spoke a little bit about transfers, and you said a couple of guys were maybe going to United, maybe going here. And it happened. What's his name? Diolo? Diolo? That was already confirmed, I think, about a week before I even mentioned it. They, yeah, they they agreed the deal. I think they agreed personal terms in, I want to say November or early December, and it was like it was pretty much set in stone. The only thing that they were debating was if the only thing that wasn't wasn't clear was if he was going to go straight to United in January or if he was going to go and then stay at Atalanta on loan until the summer. But that didn't happen. They have him now, which is great. They have another. Uh, promising where, attacking where, talent. Where did he oh, attack? I was gonna say he's a winger. For a he's another. He's another. Leaving Atlanta would be a good fortune for Madrid for the upcoming round of sixteen match. But considering what you're getting their asses handed to them by, I feel like right which I just tuned yeah. into also. Yeah, which uh, I mean, this guy leaving isn't that big a deal. I think Madrid will still get that. Although they brought one back up, they're down only by one now. Okay. Um, okay. But, but yeah, he's another attacking winger triare who's got insane speed and footwork. So nice. That's pretty huge for United. But um, so yeah, so now it's the semifinal for the Supercopa for the second semifinal, which is I've just tuned in now, and it looks like it's a more exciting match than was yesterday. I didn't see all of. Barcelona's semifinal against Sociedad, but from what I heard, it was, you know, they put in a valiant effort without Messi, but it most definitely wasn't enough, and they could have done more. Did you watch it? I watched... I can't remember how much of it I watched. I think I watched um, really just the... Although, I, I do want to take no, a little only, bit of I that back. Watched, I only really watched the extra time. I want to take some of that back, though, because I think Barcelona put in an amazing attacking effort, at least from the part of the match that I saw and, um, you know, a little bit of the uh, I mean, they, they the highlights. But they the goalkeeper the goalkeeper was on lockdown. Oh, their main goalkeeper. He was, he was stopping everything. Uh, Griezmann had a great chance. He brought down a high ball and, and yeah. took a first-time effort, save... There's a lot of good saves from both keepers. Uh, Ter Stegen also was just oh, on fire. Way, so we were all watching the, the penalty shoot at dinner. Yeah. You know, the little kids, whatever. And uh, uh, Abby said, um, now it's all down to luck. It's anybody's game right now. Nah. <laughs> and then he saved two in a row. In a row. <gasps> it was oh unbelievable. Blew my mind. Not really, yeah, because great. I know he's capable of that. Oh, he's so my gosh, good. So good. But, I mean, look, he did give. You know, he did let the penalty go during the game. But 
Yeah. But then, over in Germany, Bayern Munich got knocked out on penalties against a second division team. I don't even know. I don't even know what team it is. That's that's what a week after the loss to Gladbach. They're the treble holders, and they got knocked out of the German Cup by a second division team, which is which is crazy. Did you see the last minute goal? That's what I. That's that was. The last ninety fifth minute. This cross. The header flicked it over Neuer into the back corner, into the far post. It was great. But I didn't see Lukaku scored a hundred nineteenth minute winner. That was also crazy. I didn't uh, see that, but it was also crazy. I heard about. But does that? And personally, I obviously I always think it's a stretch to say these things. But does it mean that Bayern is slowing down? But does it mean that? Maybe they took their foot off the gas a little too early. They did have a strong lineup too. They weren't, you know, they still included youth talent here and there. But overall, they had a pretty strong lineup. They had their starting goalkeeper, who's supposedly the best in the world. They played Kimmich, Tolisso, Muller, Gnabry, Sané, Alphonso Davies, Luca Hernandez, Zula. Yeah, they had a legit team. A very I legit team. Took, I mean, take the front of the guys is a very, a very strange, general, ambiguous term. Right, but but also... You can say any big team that loses to a small team where they took their foot off the gas. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. In terms of their push for glory this season, last season, they were completely lackluster in the beginning of the season. And they got thrashed by Frankfurt, was it 5-1 in the beginning of the season? And then they went pedal to the metal from then on until they won the Champions League final. I think the only way you can say a team took their foot off the gas is to watch the games they're losing. Unless you watch all of the Gladbach game or you watch all of this... uh, this, But it's not... What's it called? The DBF something... The the uh, but the difference is that it's not it's not that they took their foot off the gas and they lost to this opponent. It's they lost in the Bundesliga to Gladbach. Everybody's starting to close in on points, and then they get knocked out in the second division by this get knocked out of the German Cup by a second tier team with a a I would say. Mostly starting lineup. But did you see the game, though? Did I see the game? Yeah. Like the full match? No, I didn't watch the well, full game. But it's difficult to say they took their foot off the gas. Yeah, there's no such thing as a perfect team. There's no such thing as a perfect team. No, of course Even, not. Right? I mean. Sure. More, more or less, the Louis Enrique's 2015 team was. More or less the same in 2016 during the Remontada, right? That was no. That was two years later. That's a different. It was a different team then. It was a different team then. The year after that. No, the year after they won the the like five trophies. Yeah, 2014-2015, and then in the 2015-2016 season, it was. 
similar, but but the only no that was that was two seasons after when they didn't have anybody anymore. They didn't have anybody anymore after after two thousand fifteen. They probably had like half the same squad. Then. The, the, I, the, the main the main thing is that there's no that there's no there's no perfect team. Right, but if but say game, but say you have you the game and, and Bayern played very 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 well. Yeah, like they played very well. But this this second tier team, they really put up a fight. They know who they're playing against. They really took it seriously. They hustled and muscled their way to squeezing out a last minute goal and then getting through on a penalty shootout, which is doable even if you have Neuer and goal. Especially by the way, especially if you have Neuer and goal because he's 106. He's got bad joints. So like, I mean. I, if they played with that, but you don't know how they played because we both didn't watch the match. If they played poorly and they were slow... In the attacking they're, sense, they're, if you look at the stats, they were outplayed. They had significantly less shots, less possession, less passes. Yeah, but I know, but I they know were able stats, to come through with it. Say, but you don't, we didn't see... The effort. We didn't see how the other team, yeah, right. we didn't see the effort. How many tackles does the other team have versus their low shots? Does the other team have like 6,000 tackles? And that's why they have no shots is because the other team's defense was just ridiculously relentless? I don't know. You gotta add You gotta add everybody's stats together to see what really played out. How many fouls does the other team have? How many corners does everybody have? Shots on shots and possession for possession, we know that doesn't really matter. Right, but my my not my concern, but my point is is that say right, you brought up two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen Barcelona, and you brought up the season and two after. Two seasons after, it was a different team. It was something was going on again with something was going on again. They. Still had Iniesta, but they didn't have Xavi. They didn't have Dani Al. They didn't have Dani Alves, which was a huge part of the defense. Their only good center back was PK, because Umtiti was always injured and Mastrano was old as AF. He was old as AF. And as a footballer. And they didn't. They just didn't have the same. They weren't working with the same system. Remember, they their midfield was like Iniesta, Andre Gomes, and Busquets. Oh, and they also had like. Uh... Who were those two guys that went to the Prem? One went to Everton. It's not Luka Dinia and, and Yer, well, Yerimina was the following not season. Yerimina. But Luka Dinia and, and uh, are you thinking of Delefeo? Yes. But he, was, he wasn't there. He was still at, Dude, I think, Everton or Watford. Dinia was good, though. He is still good. Is but, so good. But that's not the point. The point is, is the, the Barcelona team in 2015-2016... I believe won the La Liga and Copa del Rey, right? Securing yeah. a repeat, and then. But by how much? What do you mean by how much? Did they crush La Liga? They didn't crush La Liga, but they didn't crush La Liga the season before. They were fighting the whole season with Real for the top spot. Even with such a good team with Messi, Neymar, and Suarez, and Xavi, and Iniesta, and Busquets still and. They, they were still fighting for top spot against Real throughout 2014-2015 season. But when they come back the next season and, you know, sure, they get knocked out of the Champions League by, who was it? 
They beat Arsenal. Was it Juventus? No, it was Atletico. Atletico. They get beaten by Atletico. Right? And it, whatever, it was, a, it was a hard, it was a well-fought game. Well, two legs. But they didn't come out on top, but they still win two other things. Now with Bayern, who, as everyone knows, has A, a crazy, crazy starting team, but B, B, an un, well, good coach, and C, now, an unbelievable amount of depth. Yes. Insane amount of depth. And they not only allow this second-tier team to draw in the literally the dying seconds of the game, their defense, when you watch it, the guy who gets the header was pretty much alone. Their defense shuts down. They get another, what is it, half hour of extra time. They put on Douglas Costa. They put on Robert Lewandowski. They put on David Alaba, and they can't produce anything from that. Psychologically, it makes perfect sense. Psychologically, it makes perfect sense. Psycho- it makes perfect sense because but that's but it's still crazy. In the dying minutes of again, it's not, if it makes sense, then it's not crazy. But in the dying minutes of Bayern's game, where they're up a goal and they go, "We're Bayern, we're fine," and the defender has that one second, like you know, a chink in his armor. Or I, I don't mean chink in the chink in the armor, <laughs> right? We're gonna get canceled. Yeah, exactly. Good job. For, right, he's got that. He's, he's sure. Weak, there's a weak link in the chain mail. Yeah. And he has that one thought. So, you know, someone gets open in the box, they get that header in, and then, and then the mentality isn't weird. The mentality is now like, oh shit, we're letting the goal. There's so much pressure. The coach is going to throw all of us on because he's so desperate. Now we're all desperate. Now all the players are playing it with this desperate mindset. Like we need to. No. That doesn't score goals. See, that's desperate. that's the thing. Ten times out of ten. If the Bayern of last season was in that situation and he brought on Lewandowski and Costa and Muller and all these guys, all the big names on to, to no get the win, to get the win, no to get the win. No, 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 no. To get the, but it's not about the expectation. It's about what, what they were like last season. They were ruthless. They were ruthless. They, if there was a situation like that, if there was a situation like that, if there was, I doubt it. If there was a situation like that, they would have they, their mindset would have been, and how athletes' mindsets should be in these late moments is, okay, they pulled it back, but we need to come on, get down to business, and shut them down. Should be all right. Let's get our shit together. Let's just score a goal. We're buying. We can do it. But because of the buyer that won eight trophies in a year. There's expectation and way more pressure. Right. And right, so is that going to... Everybody go on. Everybody go on. Is... The, other team, the other team is going to pick it up more also because they go, oh, shoot, look at that. The guy who should have won best coach of the year, Hansi Flick, is saying, oh, my God, we let it up. We need to put all of, we need to play all of our cards. The other team goes, whatever we have left, we need to play all of our cards too. Right. If you have the heart to do it, you can do it. And they did it. Right, and if if but then if it if it took obviously you know Monk and Gladbach, when I'm not like sh- you know shitting on them or anything like that. They're no, they're just... a really good team. Whatever, they're in seventh place. But Monk and Gladbach was that first team to make them start to think that. 
to get this doubt in their head. And then it took a, a second-tier team, and I'm going to keep stressing that, a, a second-division team from Germany. A second... Not good at all to get them in that in that corner to get them in a corner to be scared shitless and not be able and have too much nervous energy and pressure to be able to. I'm saying scared shitless because there's so much pressure and ner- there's so much pressure there's so much pressure and nervous energy for them to bring it back up. And they can't, even with the quality that they end up bringing on. But again, I make this up because I didn't see them play. You didn't see Robert Lewandowski choke. But it doesn't matter how they... It doesn't matter how they... There was... There was... I remember watching the highlights. And there was maybe, like, two good saves from the the other goalkeeper in, in extra time. If there was, like, 15 chances from Bayern in the... In yeah, the no extra time? No. They would have shown it. No, they would have no shown... They, it's not about... It's no not a, But it's not okay, about that. But it's not about that. That would matter if it was a Bundesliga match. It would matter if it was a... If it was a... Two big teams playing against each other. But if it's a small team... That's How able to whether they're yeah, getting whether they're defending like four Paulo Maldinis in the back line or whether they're four Skajran Mustafis in the back line, they were able to shut out Bayern with Costa, with Sane, with Nabri, with Muller, with Lewandowski for a full 120 minutes. I see it as a praise to the other team. Don't get me wrong. I think it's unbelievable what they were able to accomplish. But that does show a lot of weakness for me from Bayern. No, do you know what? Here, here's the difference for me. Right? Yes. Don't tell me no. To tie Bayern, to tie Bayern. Yeah. And to beat them in a penalty. Is you cannot shit on Bayern. You can only praise the other team. If the other team beat them in regulation time, then you can shit on Bayern. That's what I say. No, but and I'm still. Nice, I'm. Nice I under. I understand nice that. Nice Fine. Then I. Example, I wouldn't. Different because I know it's Barcelona. It's not a second tier German team. If Barcelona lost in penalties to a, a ridiculously lazy goal in the Champions League semi-final or quarter-final, whatever they lost in, right? Then you can, you shouldn't really shit on Barca, just, you know, praise Bayern for doing it at the end. But to lose 8-2 as Barcelona, you can shit on Barcelona. Yes, fine, but so but think about it, no, this is, Bayern, I'm not shitting, I'm not shitting on Bayern's, I'm, I'm not shitting on Bayern's team as a whole, I'm not trash-talking their system, I'm not Trash talking their coach. I'm not trash talking their other staff that they have. But what I'm going to take a massive dump on is A, their attack, and B, their goalkeeper. Yeah, I love shitting on. Uh, on uh, not just because I love shitting on Neuer because he's he's my least favorite goalkeeper ever, but because for someone who's so 
so sure of his like godly ability as a goalkeeper in the sport and how how like stuck up and and him being the yeah. best he is to, to to let up three goals against I'm gonna say it again against a second tier team in Germany and then yeah, no, and then lose a penalty shootout where he claims to be an expert. And you know what? He never he never studied their penalties because he didn't think he'd have to because he's so stuck up. Yeah. Just real quick, observation. Right. Just here's, a, here's just a theory I have. I bet you, uh, Neuer moved residencies within the last few weeks so that Budweiser couldn't send to his house the bottle of beer where Messi scored a chip over him in the Champions League. You know what they should do. They should I send him a, make a giant bottle, like a keg. They should send him a keg. Send him a keg. Send him a keg. This is goal number. Suck my dick, Neuer. That's what it is. Goal number. Suck it. And actually, I I, I thank you for mentioning that because I wanted to bring that up. I remember I sent you that that thing with the guy. I don't remember which player it was. Diego Alves. Yeah, he used to be the. The, the Brazilian keeper, isn't he? Uh, Did he play on Milan? No, I don't remember. But he he got, I think he got 21 bottles. 21 oh bottles. Gosh. And then Philippe Luis, Philippe Luis was like, uh, he said, uh, what did he say? Oh, you can make a, you yeah, can make a bar out of it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, we want Budweiser. We a lifetime supply of Budweiser. But, Thanks to me. But I, Bleacher Report came out with... Uh, Ten play like ten high scoring players who you know their top three most scored against keepers. So you know you have um, a ten was Iguain. There was no one really noticeable in his you know goalkeeper list. Cavani still no one noticeable other than like Handanovic who he scored nine against. Uh, wow. Benzema there's nobody noticeable, notable, notable, noticeable, notable, noticeable, notable other than Caballero because it's hilarious. But he's only scored seven, which is, I would say, an insult to Benzema. Um, and then, you know, Kane, also no one notable. You know, the Schmeichel, Pickford, Foster, pretty average keepers. No, he's not one of the top ones, though. You know, he scored 13. His most scored against is Schmeichel with 13, and then eight against Pickford. You know, they have this list. The only person who had... A notable, and not only notable, but one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time that he scored against the most was Messi. He scored 21 against Diego Alves, but coming in at number two, very close, is Iker Casillas, who he scored 18 goals against. That, for me, that's that's the separation between quality is to... One of the most, I don't know, one of your most punished goalkeepers, I guess, to put it into words, is is one of the best to ever step onto the field. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I wanted to mention that because I just saw it today and I got really excited about it, as you can tell. Um but now let's jump over to some transfer talk. So I forgot to mention it last time, but I did send this to you also where the – oh, actually, you know what? Uh, it's too late. Whatever. I already got into the transfer bit. So 
one of the reporters asked Mourinho after his game if he would, uh, if he had any like talks with with Ozil, and he said uh, no, <laughs> but like in the most savage of ways, you know, who who said he's gonna, who said he's coming here? Um, so that was that was a pretty good highlight of the week for transfer rumors. Um, but more interest. There's a lot of rumors flying around. There's a lot of sealed deals that are happening. So, in terms of rumors, Marcus Rojo, uh, Sergio Romero, Phil Jones, Jesse Lingard, Brandon Williams are all on West Brom's loan list. What? And as a United fan, I can <laughs> confidently say, take who. Ever you want from that list other than Williams. Literally. Like, I, I had a little faith in West Brom when they hired Big Sam as their coach to, like, save them from relegation. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, you want, you want Jones and Lingard and Rojo. Like, what? I know Antonio can't take it all. He can't take it all. Good one. But, um... Look, if you take a bunch of players out of, uh, if you take a bunch of players out of a bunch of different teams, put them somewhere else, they work well. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, who knows? But at the same time, yeah, they're they're pretty proven. Right. They're tried and true to yeah. their reputations. These guys. Yes. So uh, I don't know. Personally, I don't understand his strategy, but maybe he'll make something out of nothing. But we'll the next, the next uh, rumor that I found this week, which was a pretty good, uh, pretty good joke, if I may, was Ramos going to Liverpool, and the oh, and the site that I found it on, they were talking about it. They're like, oh, and you know, Klopp is having defensive problems as Van Dyke is out, and this guy's out, and Gomez is out, and they're using Fabinho in the center back role now. And then at the end, they're like, but this is probably complete bullshit because we don't think Salah would be comfortable in that situation. And I was like, yeah, I don't know where these people pull it from, but it's – that one was a – that gave me that a good chuckle. Well. Not at all. Not at all. Hey, guys, I'm here to be the captain. Yeah. Uh, remember that time you broke my shoulder? Yup. It was on purpose. That's it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there was, there was that. So personally, I think there's absolutely nothing in that. Um, and I, yeah, that's about it. I think personally, I think Ramos is, is pretty much set to go to, he's definitely set to leave. They just got knocked out of the semifinal. Um, but I think there's, I think he's set to leave because he's not agreeing a contract. They just got knocked out of another thing. They probably won't succeed with La Liga and and Copa and uh, Copa del Rey and Champions League. Um, yeah. So I see him going, but I don't know where yet. I know you want him uh, at Spurs though. Um, and then I, mean, I just I just think it works for Josie's plus situation. There's all this Josie. Oh, my God. oh call, yeah. Josie Mourinho, Josie Mourinho center back bus monitors. That's a great nickname. Bus monitors. Yeah, remember bus monitors in school. No, I never had a bus monitor. Yeah, a bus monitor is just, you know, like, it's the oldest kid or an adult. If you have the bus, make sure everybody's seatbelts are buckled. Make sure everybody's not jumping around. 
The mean ones are like, nobody talk. No. I would just jump around and unbuckle my seatbelt. Anyway, I was a little bit of a badass in middle school. I have recordings of you in middle school. You sound like a girl. It's not fair. like a girl, like in a mean way, like a sex way. Like you sound like a little girl. Huh. Like a little three-year-old toddler girl. Anyway, we can go on bus monsters because his tactic is like barking. Anyway, Next up was Kieran Trippier to Manchester United. Now, what I don't get personally is why... I mean, I understand why they would do it. They're trying to find competition for Juan Basaka so he doesn't get too comfortable to the point where he starts slacking in that in that right-back spot. But they just... I think they sold Timothy Fosumensa, who's a youth product. Either sold him or sent him on loan to Leverkusen who's a right-back, and he's a, a pretty good right-back at that, and he's a, an academy product. And so I understand that in terms of, like, first-team quality, he's not quite there yet. But if they have a solid, um, you know, a solid backup option for right-back, I don't see why they would get rid of him. And, and get someone who demands first team, uh, you know, starting time, it's just going to cause more of a rift. I feel like they should have gone for someone. Wait, I don't understand. Say this again. I'm not following. Because Wan Bissaka is an out-and-out starter. Week-in, uh-huh. week-out starter. They're trying to find somebody who can compete with him, but also be a good option. So my idea, my idea, my uh, my opinion would be to get someone who's, you know, like Fosu Mensa. He's a young guy. He's got good ability. Like someone like Max Ahrens from Norwich City, or or Denzel Dumfries from PSV. Someone who's a, a solid right back and can get starting time, but not as much as a world class player like Juan Basaka. Now instead they sell their academy product who has time to grow, who's obviously not at, at starting level yet in the Premier League. And they sell him and they're gonna say, Okay, let's go for someone who's gonna demand starting time in Karen Trippier. Do you think it's just a waste of a buy? Personally I think it's a waste of a buy. I'm not, and I know as you love Kieran Trippier as a Spurs fan, but I don't think, I don't think that makes sense. Why would Trippier want to go? Why would Trippier want to go? That would, it would never work. Why would he want to go? He's an out-and-out starter at Atletico Madrid, a team that's doing amazingly in all competitions. Why would he want to go? Because maybe, because maybe he could be part of a team that's doing amazingly now, and if they succeed in winning the Premier League and or Europa League and or FA Cup, they can, they can, they can become the team that they once were, and he can be a, a huge part in it. What does he care? What does he care? You're te- you're telling me that if you were at Atletico, who was having a one-off season, and yes, you can say a one-off season because this happens frequently for Atletico, is that they die down and then they come back up, and then they they do really well here, but they don't do really well there, and they do poorly in this season, but only in this competition. They do really well in that competition. You th- you're saying that if you were in that in that situation and you saw 
United returning to their former glory, almost, or glimpses of it, you wouldn't think, hmm, I'd love to be a part of that project, especially if they wanted you. Maybe. Maybe? You're crazy. You're an abs. You're. I'm diagnosing you with some insane something. How did you say maybe? Putting aside your bias and not liking United and. I never said I don't like United. I'm not that kind of supporter where I don't like another club. Except for Arsenal. Yeah. And Chelsea. And Chelsea. And Liverpool. And Manchester City. But why? You know what I mean? Anyway. I do understand him staying. It makes more sense, personally, I think it makes more sense for him to stay. But there's definitely a very strong pull for him to go. Okay, fine. Fine. Um, the next one I, f- I saw was um, the guy, you know, Pomacano from Leipzig? Paul McCartney? Yes, Paul McCartney. No, uh, Dio Pomacano. I never heard of him. He's this giant French center back Spell on U P A. M E C A N O. Got it. Upamakano. Massive French center back from Leipzig. Everybody wants him. And it, he is a massive soccer player, center back. He's like 6'1 or 6'2 and weighs probably 200 pounds. Holy shit, yeah, he's 6'1 and 198 pounds. Exactly. So, he's an absolute beast, and he's probably the top defending prospect in the world. Everybody wants him, and he's set to leave in the summer. Now, the, the, the teams that were pushing for him the most were United, Arsenal, um, I want to say Spurs maybe. Mostly Premier League teams, but there were, you know, Bayern, Barca, Real, your classics. Who do you think? Who do you, who do you think is most likely to get him? And who do you think is it makes most sense to get him? Um, I already know my answers. Uh, well, I look at the different Liverpool because they're having defensive problems and they have a lot of money, and Liverpool's on the up and up. So why would I'm just looking at different reasons. I disagree. United, uh, I don't see a reason, really. They've got a pretty solid defense. Neither do I. Um, and if we're just talking Premier League teams, Arsenal, who wants to go to Arsenal right now? I would choose Spurs because of how utilized he'd be. Yeah. So personally... He knows he's going to Spurs because Josie would want him and use him all the freaking time. He'd probably replace... He'd probably replace, um, uh, actually, no, he does, he, he, he's like involved in a lot of goals. He wouldn't replace, um, Toby. But, uh, yeah, I think he'd go to, I, just because, just because Josie is a very defensive-minded guy. Right. So if you get the best prospect, and he's like, oh my, I'm going to go to a... Yeah, he, he would, it would be, you know, Christmas coming early for, for yeah, Josie. For, for, and it would be for him, too. It's a mutual, it's a mutual kind of... Uh, benefit. I think it's going to be a, a three-way fight, though. 
I think it's going to be a three-way battle between Spurs, Arsenal, and Real. And I think it's going to be close between Spurs and Real, and, and Real are going to come on top. What? Because they have money. Because they have money, because they have Zidane, because they need the defenders. If you have that French connection with Pomacano and, and Varane in the back, both incredible defenders. And I think this would be the perfect purchase for Real to get back into the Galacticos mindset. Who wants that? All of Real Madrid. Think about it. it. With with United finally getting their stat back, with Barcelona looking like uh, a real team again, with with Bayern being a powerhouse still, with City still being coached by Pep, with all these teams kind of re- returning to their former glory, it would be... And personally, as much as I hate to say it, I would love to see him go there. Specifically for those reasons, as previously stated. Yeah. See, how come I see videos from Sky Sports and Pumacama ideal for Liverpool or Manchester United? Because Sky Sports is being controlled by the the big money teams. And I never liked looking at any content from Sky Sports. I never liked reading any articles or watching any of their videos. Personally, they're, they're so... Sky Sports is like... I mean, people make a lot of memes about it, and they're like notoriously... It's either yeah, it's either Liverpool, City, yeah. or United. It's probably it's probably an argument between a, a, a Liverpool legend and a United legend saying he should go to United. They were saying he should go to Liverpool. Wow, crazy! You guys are really unpredictable. No, what the enti- I think the entire Sky Sports company or whatever their whole thing is pretty much either you're a Liverpool or a United or a City fan. There's not much variation in there. That's dumb. Yeah, it's so dumb. Um, but what was that? Upamecano, yeah. And then there were two free deals that were also mentioned, which I didn't believe either of them. Although I don't know if I don't know if Aguero's contract runs up. Someone mentioned Aguero going to PSG in the summer, which I think is crazy. But it does make sense since he hasn't... I mean, he's been injured the whole season. So, actually, it doesn't make sense. I take that back. But Aguero to PSG was one of them. And then the other one was for Di Maria to go to Juve for free in the summer. Why? I don't know. Personally, I have no idea. I don't think it makes sense. Um, but I, that's that's what I heard in the rumor mill. Um, I don't know what to make of it. Personally, I don't think it's going to happen. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when the summer comes. Um, and then the, the last rumor, which I, I wanted to talk about, was Everton are ready to give up on Moise Keane. Uh, black striker, Italian, dreadlocks. He does that funky dance. So he he looks set to seal his deal at PSG. Wow. 
And as much as people are going to probably shit on Everton for it, I think it's a great move. I mean, it would, it would make sense because think about it. The guy, he clearly has talent. The kid is obviously really good. The only problem is that the only places he's shown his ability is in Italy and in France. Before right. Italy was competitive, and and now France is semi competitive. What? He's a striker. He's a striker, but he couldn't do Why anything in England. He couldn't get. He couldn't even touch a ball, let alone shoot it. Why does PSG want him? PSG have him now on loan, and he's been scoring since he started. Why does PSG want him? Because he's been performing for them. He's been scoring for them. I don't understand. I know. I... He's on loan at oh. PSG. Oh, he's at loan on PSG. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he wants to seal his contract there. Oh, okay. I wasn't getting it. Okay, yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> but well, yeah, he wants to, he wants to stay. PSG want him, and Everton don't want him anymore. Now, it makes sense for Everton to say, no, we want him because he's scoring. But uh, I think that... I think Everton can do it, but only if they get someone from PSG. That... Uh, ooh. Play a little uh, ransom game there. Yeah, because, because now PSG have a reason to get rid of their goal score. Right, they don't need Moyes Keane and Mbappe, and Neymar, and I'm not saying to give him those two, and Icardi, and whoever else is a goal scorer there. Get rid of one of them. Icardi, get rid of Icardi. Hmm. Well, now you mention that, because uh, it makes sense for them to just get rid of him and cash in, because clearly his value has gone up since he's scoring, and he's on form, and he's doing well. And obviously, it doesn't make sense for them to, they already tried like a season and a half with him, and it's not working out. What I do see, though, since they do have Carlo Ancelotti, right after mentioning Di Maria going for free, is maybe a return link-up with another Real Madrid reject, so to speak. Not really a reject, but... Wait again? Unless, did Di Maria even work with Ancelotti? Oh, that sounds familiar. Um, scary. it would be very scary. Di Maria and James and Calvert Lewin and Alan and Decoure and I'm telling you, man, they're they're very good. Yeah, it's weird, but they're very good. Yeah, he coached he coached yeah. Di Maria, so it would be another one. It would be another, uh, you know. Return, which I think it would give Everton, you know, that false hope that they get every season, but it would, you know, inevitably just be another cool signing that they got and they would still do pretty average. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's that crazy, but only if they get, um, so, so let me give me let me give you a roundup of the sealed deals so far. So we have um, Musa Dembele, the striker, not the midfielder, 
and not the one uh, from Celtic who's like 12. He okay. is going to Atletico. Um, with Diego Costa leaving, he's coming yeah. in. I rate that as I, I think he'll completely, you know, succeed. He'll do unbelievable Atletico. And this is, I think it's a, a real statement from Atletico and from Simeone to really push for that La Liga trophy. Um, so there's, then Jovic, Luka Jovic is going back to Frankfurt on loan and, uh, uh, Eric Garcia agreed personal terms with Barcelona for a move in, I think January, but it might be for the summer. Um, which is also interesting. And speaking of transfers, I know, but speaking. So Ozil said he wants to go to two two teams. There are two team two places he would go to play, either the U.S. or Turkey. And if he goes to Turkey, he's definitely going to Fenerbahce. Okay. So. I have no interest in it anymore. If he came to the MLS, that would be really cool. You know, he'd come and probably tear it up here. But, you know, that's that's the end of Ozil. It's sad. That's how I see it now. Although, hopefully, honestly, if he came to the MLS, that would be pretty dope. That would be cool. Um, but I wanted to... No, I think I think if he if he came to the MLS, I think his destination would be Inter Miami for sure. Yeah, where Beckham is. Where Beckham is, where Matuidi is, where Higuain is. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be this the old superstar team, Inter Miami, yeah. which is a weird yeah. route to take, but that's their plan. Hey, if it works, it works. If it works, it works. They'll make a lot of money like that. That's for sure. But but rounding off the you know the January window and the January rumors and and blah blah blah, who would you say was the best and who was the worst signing of last year's January window? I don't remember the January window last year. Well, for me, I'd say the best was definitely Bruno Fernandez. The best was Bruno Fernandez. All right, so here were the, here are a list of some of the best signings, is what the article says. Okay. Erling Holland to Dortmund, Christoph Piontek to Hertha Berlin, Bruno Fernandes to United, Eriksen to Inter, Jared Bowen to West Ham, Javier Hernandez to LA Galaxy, um, or Chicharito. Chicharito. I'm trying to see if they have like a full list. No, I don't want to see this season. I want to yeah, see. Probably Bruno. Probably Bruno in terms of performance and, and uh, impact. I mean, Holland is doing amazing one place, doing amazing in another place. Right. So it wasn't much. It's still a great. It's still great, but not the same. I think they got the best. They got the best player. He's the best player to be 
be transferred in January, but he's not. But the the player with the most impact from their transfer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see, Vandenberg. Okay, and then my worst, mm, yeah, that would be my worst, that would be my best. My Somebody worst, what? Somebody to Barcelona? Somebody to Chelsea? My worst signing would be Ericsson to Inter. Much, did he? Did he, he came in, he never got to play, and now he's coming out. I, and, uh, I see it as like a, a huge slap in the face from Conte. Yeah, they just take him and not use him. They took, not only did they take him and not use him, but they took someone of that quality from a, from a team where he didn't want to be at to a team where he wanted to succeed never gave him the chance to do anything, let alone to succeed. And now he, he's not even, I don't think he's even seen as a, a top priority for most clubs. No. He's an old, an old dog who can't really learn new tricks. With no, he, no, dog with no, no Nobody really knows if he still has the, the scoring and passing ability that he had two years ago. That for me is the worst, but also not in not in the sense of like, you know, he came and he wasn't good, like Di Maria, like You should go to a Spanish team. So I was I was thinking you should go to a Spanish team. I can see more I, I would say a, a Spanish team, but it would I be I, right, I'm agreeing. I would say a Spanish team, but if it's if it's any team, I don't see him. I no longer see him going to a a big club anymore. He's no longer a big club player. Oh, you don't see him playing in Sevilla. I don't see him. Maybe Sevilla, but they're kind of mid table now. They're on and off. They do really well in the Europa League, but when it comes to La Liga, they finish 10th. Like, That's perfect. We'll go to Sevilla. That's perfect. He's a Europa League kind of guy now. I de- yes, I definitely see him as a Europa League player now. I don't see him as Champions League quality. But again, you know, we haven't seen his, his ability recently enough. But it's it's much it's very similar to a like Ozil situation where he's, you know. Yeah, no, it's, I mean Ozil's way better than him. But yeah. Yes. I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's an Inter Milan guy. He's still somewhere else in Italy, that's sort of mid table, or somewhere in Spain. He's not gonna go. He's not going to Germany mid table. He's not going back to England. Maybe, maybe, maybe England, but I think like if I. Like what I think if he went anywhere, it would be back to Spurs. No, no, no. I didn't think. Did I think he'd be back at no. If he went back to the Premier League, he would go back to Spurs. Uh, I don't think he would take anything more, anything less. Wait a second. Didn't, didn't I say that he would go to PSG because of uh, Pochettino? He could or do that. Was that somebody else? But that's that's the only big team that I, that I would see him at. That was a call I made like. 
three weeks ago when I plugged out, I was like, oh, you know where it'll go? You know where it'll go? I go, yeah. I don't know. For me, for me, the most likely spots are a mid-table team in Spain, PSG or Ajax. Probably PSG and Ajax is the top two options. Because, you know, he'd be going back to to Ajax, he'd go back to Amsterdam, he'd be happy, they would do well. Those are his, right. Either way, I think there's a return in the cards. That makes sense to me, too. But if not, Spain would table. Um, and I want, I want to, f- what did you say? Oh, Spain mid table. Yeah, probably. I do want to finish off though with, not with transfers, but going back to the, back to England. Um, disease. <coughs> wow. Okay. Um, back to England where Chelsea have made, I don't know what this means, but they said non-binding contact with Thomas Tuchel and Massimiliano Allegri. And they also have Hassan Hoodle and Nagelsmann are being considered for the job. I call that. I call that. I call that. Like, you remember that? I call that. So clear. I call that. It's on recording. It is on recording and you did call it, but I, I still do not think Frank Lampard is going to be in the coach's box past next season. Yeah, and look, like I said, it is the, it is the Chelsea philosophy of the fire. It is the Chelsea philosophy, fire. but then again, why the hell were they hiring a guy who had zero coaching experience and don't tell me Derby County was any kind of experience for him and bring him in and then he created a great system with youth, 100% youth players and now he's not using. He did it for the money. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I would be embarrassed to be a Chelsea fan right now. Yeah, it's gotta suck. But yeah, by the way, if they get Massimiliano Allegri, I will shoot my pants because I call them. Uh, it's weird. Um, Maybe they're listening to our podcast. What? Maybe they're listening to our podcast. Maybe. That could be. Could be. Um, which is, which is, which is, might be why Chelsea are shit. Who knows? That, that could be why Chelsea are shit. <laughs> um... But that's it. That's it for my end. Do you have any updates? Any? No updates. It's just something I keep seeing. It always pops up from Spain as like another another thing that Coleman is uh, should be disappointed or is disappointed that he let Suarez go. I was like, oh my god. It's because he's a top scorer. It's because he's breaking records. As like for Atletico to uh, let Suarez go? No, 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 for Barca to let Suarez go. Why Coleman is upset or should be upset or whatever that he let Suarez go. No, they needed they needed to get rid of the old old guys to get. I said, I said these articles are so stupid. We said we said that he's gonna do well at Atletico because Messi's not there. Like there's no there's no regret. He doesn't regret anything. You guys are just ready. To right. The the problem for me. The problem for with me for these it's just the news outlets. All they're gonna do is try to find some dirt, whether it's transfer decisions or. Or starting 
decisions or uh, you know all that stuff and so they come out with like a oh he should regret this they should regret that but unless there was some valid argument that they could have made like oh he was the second highest scorer last season they should have kept him now because now he's the highest score instead it's he was mediocre last season did more falling than he did shooting and yeah. now he's the top scorer. He should regret that. Uh, it's uh, uh, you're not the top scorer right now, right? You're with Messi. Thank you for listening to our episode. Uh, we got cut off a little bit. There were some difficulties with the recording. But thank you for listening. Uh, again, this is Let Me Talk, but we want to let you talk. So feel free to reach out at letmetalk4231 at gmail.com. Um, or the Instagram account is let me talk PC. Um, again, you know, let us know your thoughts, your own opinions on the transfers that we mentioned on the rumors. Um, thank you for listening and have a good one until next time. Peace.